Hello, welcome to Which Do You? I'm Michelle. I'm one of the admins of the Facebook group, Which Do You? You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And today, I'm going to talk about spirit communication. We have had already one podcast on spirit communication. That was from another one of our admins, Shannon, who talked about when she started seeing spirits and how that has gone for her and how she continues to work with that. We are going to have an upcoming podcast with all of the admins from which do you and talk about the different ways that we communicate with spirit. But today I want to talk about kind of general everyday spirit communication. Um, This is more geared for people who want to start communicating with their spirits, aren't sure how to start, um, and maybe feel like they're blocked. So I want to talk about all of that today. I want to start by saying or discussing who are the spirits that I'm talking about. So I tend to refer to the group of spirits that I work with as my spirit people. And I use that term to discuss spirits that we might communicate with because spirit people can encompass many things. You may be a person who wants to talk to your ancestors, your beloved dead. By that I mean um, spirits that you knew here that may have passed and they weren't you weren't related to them, but they're still really important to you. That could also include pets that have passed. Spirit people can include any deities that you're working with. Spirit people would also include your spirit guides, um, be they master teachers, your everyday spirit guides, which by that I mean a spirit guide who works with you daily through all the things. They could be animal guides. So when I say spirit people, I am referring to all of that. And I probably left out some categories, but just know if it is a spirit that you want to communicate with or even your higher self or the universe or the goddess or whatever you refer to, whoever, whatever you're communicating with, what I'm about to discuss applies to all of that. So I'm not talking today about quote unquote professional communication. So I am not really talking about how say like a medium would communicate or get information or how a tarot reader would um, or someone like myself who's a shamanic practitioner or someone who has been maybe doing spirit communication for a while and already has their system down or they have their method or anything like that. Today, I am specifically addressing anyone who's just starting um, or or who has started and now feels stuck um, or is wondering how do they differentiate what is a message from spirit and what is just them. Okay, so I'm going to be discussing a little bit about all of that. Uh, One thing I want to start with is that I hear time and time again And I have heard this ever since I started working in the spiritual realm. And that's that many people feel that they're blocked. 
So I hear, I can't do this. I've tried. I must be blocked for some reason. Um, to me, when I hear the phrase, I'm blocked, means that there is something in the way that needs to be removed. I would say for the vast majority of people, there's nothing in the way um, besides maybe yourself. <laughs> and I say that with love, but I also say that hoping to give you some some relief and that for the vast majority of people, there is not a physical block that has been put on your intuition or the manner that you, the way that you communicate with spirits. And I hope to explain why. And the reason I say vast majority is that it's always within the realm of possibility that someone has something going on that needs to be looked at in a spiritual sense. Um, and for the most part, I would say even the majority of those small percentage of people, it's only a partial. I don't believe that probably anyone that's going to listen to this has a real physical block that has to be removed. Okay. Um, so having said that. Let's, let's keep going with our talk about what are communications from the spirit people and how do we work with those and what is not spirit communication. So we're now, I'm also talking about communication from your spirit people. Okay. So let's say you're a person and you, you could be in many different, um, places with this. You could think, well, I think I have guides. You could be, yes, I know I have guides. I believe in them. I just don't know how to get in touch with them. Um, or spirit people, rather. Like I said, anytime I mention guides, spirit people, I am referring to that whole category. You could be someone who says, well, I've done some work or I've had a reading or two. And I know who my guides are, but I have no idea. I don't hear them. I don't see them. I don't feel anything. I will tell you, when I hear that, my first impulse always to say is, that is incorrect, (laughs) because we're all getting something from them, and I will hopefully explain why I feel that way. Um, And then you might be a person who has started with spirit people communication, and maybe you got some things, and now you're kind of feeling held up, so we'll hopefully all these things that I'm going to give you, they'll apply to you where you're at. And if you're a person who's like, I'm communicating with my spirit people on a regular basis, and I feel really clear about that and really good, well, then maybe this will either be interesting for you to listen to or give you some ideas on how you can maybe help others. So let's first start about what is spirit communication? How does it come? Well, I'm going to give you a bunch of examples But I'll tell you that there's probably so many ways that it can happen that there's no way that I can name them all, but I'm going to try. So we can get signs from our spirits, right? Signs can come in the form of, it could literally be a sign. You could be driving and see a billboard that has a message on it 
That message and its intention could have nothing to do with you, but it's the phrasing or it's, you know, when it comes, when, what you're thinking about, when you see it, whatever, right? You know, it could be a bumper sticker on somebody's car. Those are signs. Seeing certain animals, signs, depending on where you live. Like, for instance, I live in Wisconsin. So, you know, wherever we live, there's going to be a limit to what actual animals, birds, etc. that we might see. Um, It could also be animal signs in the form of like, maybe tiger is your spirit guide. And every you turn on the TV, there's a tiger. You walk into a store, there's a ceramic tiger. Like, those could be your, your signs as well if it's an animal that you wouldn't see in your backyard and probably good to not see a tiger in your backyard. Um, It could be messages from other people. You could have someone say something to you that really resonates. They could be talking about something that doesn't have to do with you, but what they say or how they say it, that clicks for you and you're like, "Mm, I think I'm supposed to hear that today could be feelings. You could be getting signs just through feelings. Um, maybe there's a certain person that when you're around them, you just feel like, I think this person is wonderful. I think that I'm going to end up um, getting to know this person better, or maybe we'll be friends or whatever the case is. Could be the opposite too, right? You could be around someone and just go, mm, this person is going to be trouble. And then down the line, you find out that, yeah, they are. And hopefully you didn't get too involved with them. But you know what? It happens. Um, sometimes we just know things. Some people refer to this as a download, where just all of a sudden you just get really clear on how to do something or figuring something out or what the next step is or whatever the case is. It's like, boom, you just know. You just know. All of those things could be spirit communication. And also, you could see things, hear things as well, smell. You might smell things. For instance, I have always known when my great-grandmother is around because I smell bread, when there's no reason for me to smell bread. Some people may know someone that passed and they could have been a smoker and they smell cigarette smoke or they're... Um, cologne or perfume or anything like that. Smell can definitely be spirit communication. So going back to hearing, I want to talk for a little bit about hearing spirits. So there are exceptions to this. I know there's one pretty famous medium who hears spirit with his external ears. That means that he hears like I'm talking right now, the way you're hearing me. For the most part, hearing spirit is an internal process. There are those exceptions, but they are rare. And for me, I'm glad I would not want to hear disembodied voices. Because for one thing, that could get confusing if you're around other people. And another thing, it would just, I just would not be fond of that. And then sometimes I will hear people say they get you know, kind of nervous that if they talk about hearing spirit, 
that people are going to think that they have a mental illness, that they're hearing voices. Well, from what I can tell you, hearing voices is a completely different process than talking to your spirits in your head. Um, If you're ever curious, you could probably go on YouTube um, because I heard, I've heard one of these before where they will give you um, like an example of what it might be to be a person who hears voices if you're really concerned. But I can tell you that um, clear audience or clear hearing is not like hearing voices and it's not like hearing me as you're hearing me right now. And also when we talk about sight or clairvoyance, which is clear sight, Shannon, as she talked about on her interview, actually sees spirits appear in front of her. I can tell you that in the years that I've been doing this work, I have only had something where it was like an appearance a couple times. And I'm sure even saying that it wasn't anything like Shannon experiences. For the most part, what I see is in my mind. And some of that, a lot of it has to do actually with the, with the fact that our human eyes are just limited in what they can perceive. So most of that clairvoyance needs to come through the mind's eye. So if you are waiting for spirit communication to be like seeing someone in front of you, like you would, you know, somebody you live with or your coworker, or hearing them in the same way, you're probably going to be waiting forever before you feel like you ever had any spirit communication because I can tell you the vast majority of the time that is not how it happens. And that's okay. That's all right. It doesn't mean that it's any less valid. Um, so how can we start these lines of communication? And what are the, how can we open them up Um, how can we recognize that it's already happening? Because I can, I will assure you, you are already communicating with your spirit people. If you feel blocked or stuck, chances are good that what is happening is, it starts off subtle. I will tell you that you don't usually get hit over the head. I mean, we can get bitch slapped by the universe. Trust me. But day-to-day spirit communication is going to be subtle and takes time to finesse but that doesn't mean that you can't start getting messages right away so let's talk about that and some of the things that could be happening already that are spirit communication and I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing that is not spirit communication and that is when you talk down to yourself in your mind. We all have that inner voice, right? And I would say for most of us, that inner voice is going most of the day. And if we slip up, let's say we drop something or we stumble or something, we might think to ourselves, oh my God, you're such an idiot or you're so clumsy or things like that. Those are not your guides. So that inner voice that berates yourself, that is not you. Or, I mean, that is you. <laughs> it's not your guides. Um, and you can work with that if you want to clean up your inner voice. But 
that's a different topic for a different day. I can just assure you that's not your guides. They are not berating you and calling you names. Um, that inner knowing or that intuition, like the times when you were maybe going to work and instead of going your normal way, something said, go a different way. And then it ended up there was a traffic jam or a big accident or something or, you know, those kind of things. That is spirit communication, that little like nudge. Um, sometimes if you have a conversation in your head, you're probably talking to one of your spirit people and not realizing it. So how is that different? And I'll give you what I think is a really good example. So let's say that you have a conversation with a friend that is memorable. Could be great, could be awful, doesn't matter. And later you are, because that conversation was memorable, you are reviewing it in your mind. You're going over it. You're going over what your friend said, what you said, and your feelings around that, right? Because it's memorable and you're looking back at it either fondly or you're, you're pissed off. And sometimes you might think, well, I could have said this or that, or why didn't I say that or whatever. That's, that is very likely your internal voice. You are reviewing something that happened and you're evaluating it or you're reveling in it or you're thinking about how it could have been different. That's you. That's your internal voice. Then there are times that there's a conversation that takes place. And I think that sometimes it's so subtle that we don't, if well, especially if we're not looking for spirit communication, we're not going to pick up on it. But even if we are, it's so subtle that I think it can be missed. So I know that at some point and maybe more often than for some of you than not, you have had a conversation in your mind and you could have maybe been weighing the pros and cons of something. You may have been considering a choice or something and it doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be what to wear, right? And you're like, well, what about this? And then you hear another viewpoint. Well, then there's this to consider. And then you think, okay, what about that? And you, and it's like a going back and forth. It's not a review. It is a discussion. So there's a subtle difference there. But a lot of that time, that discussion is you turning in, tuning in to your spirit people. Now, if you're like, oh, yeah, I've done that. Yep, mm-hmm, I know what that is. Your next question is probably going to be, well, who is that? And I'm going to tell you right now, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I have known for many years that I had more than one guide. I knew their names. I knew who they were. It took some time to figure out whose voice was whose. It did. Um, when I started really wanting to know that, and it, it, it became very clear. And now, and if there's even something that ever like slips through and I'm like, wait, who's that? Then I can ask. But most of the time I know who's, who's talking, but that is really after years of practice. Um, so it, it can most take time to really finesse that part. 
So if you want to practice this, this line of communication, you can start with the simple things, right? Um, discussions about things that are not life and death, like what flavor ice cream to have. You can just ask your guide, hey, what sounds good to you? Now they're not going to eat it, of course. You don't have to eat what they say, um, just like asking them what to wear. You don't have to wear what they say. It's just a chance to practice communication. And do not wait for that voice to come down from the heavens and say, I really like chocolate ice cream. Don't wait for that. It might be the answer, might be a very clear internal voice. It might be a feeling. You might see a picture of chocolate ice cream. Um, you might even taste chocolate and go, oh, you like, you would prefer chocolate if it were you. Um, or it could just be annoying, okay? There's probably, maybe you smell chocolate. It's possible, chocolate has a smell, right? There's so many different ways to get that information. Another thing is that you've really got to keep an open mind. Do not go into it going, I've got to hear stuff. You need to open up the lines of communication and see how it starts coming through and then start moving into finessing it. So be accepting and open to how it starts. So you can start with things like that. Simple questions that there's no wrong answer to, so you don't have to worry. Um, and, you know, if you're getting all these like visuals and feelings and sensations about chocolate, but you really want bubble gum, you have what you want. This is not there to get you to do what they're saying. That's, that's not the point of this. Once if in this again is for very beginners, once you feel comfortable with the questions where the answer is really irrelevant, you're just trying to learn how to communicate. You can go on to things that are more important. Okay. And I will tell you that we all question ourselves, all of us, all of us. It doesn't matter how many years we've been doing this. There was something recently with my guide, Maxim, and she gave me the answer very clearly. Um, and even after that, I said, look, I totally trust you. I don't trust myself as much as I trust you. So can you just give me respectfully a sign that I am hearing and interpreting this right? And she did. And she did very quickly. And I was like, okay, moving on. I've also learned with my guides in particular that if they, if you ask and they answer, especially with her, you're, you're done. There's not going to be like, are you sure? She's no, I have another one of my guide that will answer me 50 times in a row. He might start rolling his eyes and sighing, but he will keep answering and finally go, look, this is what I said. Here you go. But still he'd answer me if I asked that 51st time. Um, your guides are not going to get annoyed with you like your friends and your family might. Um, it's not a relationship like that. So also know that, that they are very patient. They are more patient than we could ever even dream of being and understanding and helpful. I mean, that is what they came. If they're your guide, that is what they came here to do. 
right? And of course, your other spirit people want to help you out as well. So that's one thing that you can start doing. Some other things that you can do are to show up. Show up day after day after day after day. What do I mean by that? Show up with saying to them, I know you're there and I know that we're communicating. I just need to learn how to interpret that or how I'm the best way for me to do it or whatever, right? So how can you show up daily? Well, you can just say out loud that you're grateful. You can get up in the morning and say, thank you, everybody, uh, for helping me. And if you want to address specific spirit people, if you know who they are, you can do that. If not, you can just be like, my helping spirits, you can call them that. Um, Thank you for showing up and helping me say it at the end of the day. It could be an every night thing. Um, One time I just wanted to do kind of a regular nighttime quote unquote prayer. I wasn't praying like in the Christian way, but I just started going to bed and being grateful for my day, asking for blessings for people I love. If I had any worries on my mind, I would voice them, but I'd always end it with like, I know you're helping me on this. We're going to work through it and then go to sleep. And I just started doing it to do that as a regular practice. I didn't have anything in mind. And after about a month, um, communicating with Maxim and hearing her and feeling her and knowing got much stronger. And I realized it was because of that daily practice. It doesn't have to be that. Your daily practice would be getting up in the morning, putting out a glass of water for them or coffee. Maxim likes coffee in the morning. She gets the first cup of coffee out of the pot every day. And I make sure it's a clean cup and I, you know, do it the same way. And there are times I forget. I, you know, half awake, pour myself a cup and I'm like, oh, ma, my apologies. And I take care of it. She's not going to ignore me the rest of the day because I did that. And it's just, it's, it is my way of saying thank you to her. It's not that I feel like she's going to get mad and smite me or not talk to me or anything like that. For after all, I am 51 years old and she's been with me all my life and she didn't start getting coffee till this year. And, you know, it's just acknowledgement, like saying you are part of my day every day. Thank you. Here you go, Ma. Enjoy. And that's my regular daily thing that I do every day. Um, Another thing I like to do is just tune into the directions. I have a short little thing that I do. Um, You could meditate daily. I mean, really, the whatever it is that you want to do, it's endless. It's just really endless. It's just when you show up again and again saying thank you, acknowledging that they're there and that you believe in the relationship and you want it to get stronger, it will. It will. Um, You just have to do it with the expectation that things will fall into place when they're going to and do it that way with an open heart and an open mind and that cannot fail you. Another thing that you can do is let yourself believe in your own imagination. And this is tricky because we are taught that imagination is a game that children play. And as you grow up, you need to put your imagination away and get serious. And, you know, things happen and we'll go, I don't know if that was my imagination. I don't know if I really heard that or if I really felt that or if that was real. Maybe I just made it up. You need to stop that. 
you need to stop it. And I'm not saying that there's ever anything that happens that just was not truly a communication, but that is not for me to judge and it's not for somebody else to judge. And if you start judging it, you're just going to shut yourself down. So especially in the beginning and with time, you learn how to finesse. But in the beginning, if you're like, is that my spirit guide? You just go with it. Yeah, that was my spirit guide. Okay. All right. I'm acknowledging that because Sylvia Brown said this many years ago when she was alive. There is something about acknowledging it that makes the cord stronger and allows more to come through. Not sure exactly how that works, but I know that is true. So you got to get out of your own way. And also imagination. And I teach people to let their imagination embrace it when they're learning how to work shamanically with me. Because your imagination is a key to your unconscious, your subconscious. And your imagination will help you know some things that are there um, and help you tap into it. So you got to let go that imagination is a bad thing. You got to embrace it. And I have told people who have started working with their guides and they're partway there and they feel like I just can't get to the next level. I tell them. You got to embrace the woo-woo. You got to embrace it. You got to go. You got to have that talk with yourself and go, am I making it up? Am I slightly off here? I don't care because it's helpful to me and it makes me happy. You got to get to that point when you want to go to the next level. This is kind of beyond first steps, but maybe for some people with the first steps too, because I'll tell you in the group, we're not going to judge that or question it ever at all. We're going to help you work through it and help you figure it out. Okay. Maybe your Aunt Martha might not be on that side, but you've got to learn in the beginning at least who to discern, who to share with and not share with until you really kind of stepped into your your truth around the matter and it doesn't matter what anybody say, says. But in the beginning, you know, can it can be kind of a bother, right? It can kind of like make you feel bad about it. So... In the beginning, keep that more to yourself and just share with those that you know are going to support you. Um, you can also ask for signs and put a timeline on it. You can be as specific or not as you want with the signs. For instance, an exercise that I used to um, teach, and I know it came out of a book that is escaping me right now, but putting like a foot forward to say, hey, guides. I know you're out there, I know you're on my side, and you're already helping me in many ways that I don't recognize. And as a gesture of good faith, I am going to accept a gift from the universe in the next two days, week, whatever it is, right? Whatever timeline. I fully expect I'm going to get a gift that you hear, and that's going to tell me that you heard me, and you're like, yeah, all right, we're all on the same team now. If you're like, uh, maybe you want to be more specific, but make it something that isn't within the realm of possibilities. For instance, saying, I'll really believe in you if you drop a million dollars cash out of the sky in my backyard next week. That, mm, you know what I'm saying about the realm of possibilities. If you want to narrow it down to say, like, I'm going to see a feather, you know, when I'm walking in the next week or something like that. Okay, that's that works too. I like saying mystery gift 
from the universe because it's just fun to see what shows up. So that's something that you can do. And then when you get the gift, say thank you and don't. You'll probably have a minute where you question it, but just say thank you. Um, look at any ways that you might be denying your own abilities, okay? For instance, comparing how you do things and what you do to others. Um, I did this in the beginning when Shannon first started seeing spirits. I thought that to see spirits, we must have to see them like she did. And if I could get back all the time, I spent staring into the distance, waiting for something to materialize. Until I finally said, you know what? I give up. I'm just going to keep going with this hearing thing because that's working pretty good for me. And years later, realizing what I did and like going, oh, I get it. Like they weren't going to come to me that way. And that's okay. That's okay. But any way that people talk to their spirits, like I can just ask a question and get an answer. However... That doesn't mean um, that I will get um, the question answered. I think I said in my interview that there are times I might ask Ma um, the answer to something and do a journey. And she's like, I'm not going to talk about that. But what I will talk about is this. She also doesn't predict the future. Um, She has no time or patience for that. And it's like... I'm inter- what she's interested in is healing things from the past and getting thing everything up to speed like right now. I mean, will she lead me in ways to prepare me for things? Yes, but those are probably also more subtle. But let's say for instance that I wanted to ask her, "Hey, what are you up to today?" I could ask her and get that answer in my head. Um whatever she might say. And I just asked her, she's like, I'm just listening to you record this and trying to help you in the best way that I can. And I know that. I know that she is always 100% behind me. But the way that I work, and I'm not saying that you couldn't have that happen in a week or even less, but it does take time to practice and finesse it. So don't look at where someone else is, especially if they've been doing it for years and feel like I'm not I can't do it because I can't do that I could tell you where I am now did not happen overnight I did focus on the hearing because that was my strongest sense when it came to spirit communication and I just went you know on that and the other things are there too it's you get to a point where it's such a blended way of images and messages and whatever that you just kind of take it as a whole you don't pick it apart you just, it's just there. And again, that, that's with practice over time. So don't, don't hold yourself back by thinking that it needs to be a certain way. I worked with a client, um, not on spirit communication. I'd worked with this client on different things, but I know one thing that he always wanted was to communicate with his guides. And, um, he kept telling me how he wasn't getting anything. And I, after talking to him more, I, um, realized that what he was doing is he really wanted like a hologram that he could hear like listening to the radio and I was like you've got to let go of that I'm not saying that it's not possible 
But if you put that out as like the gold standard and you're only going to accept that, you are missing out on a lot. And also the way that might work best for you might, might not be hearing or seeing. Well, what he discovered one night when he was just by himself, staying up late, listening to his headphones and listening to Metallica on his headphones and just jamming out, he got messages from his spirits. And then he found out that if he really wanted to talk to them, he needed to get in the car, go for a ride and turn up the Metallica or some other heavy metal. And they were just there with him. And you know what? That is just as valid as any other way. I mean, it might be like, well, I got to go listen to my music. But with time, that can evolve into other things. But what you do in the meantime is work with what is working for you. I met a woman at a workshop years ago and she said, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like she said the same thing. I can't hear. I can't see any of that. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Like I wasn't there to teach her anything. I'm just listening. And then a day or so later, she talks about how she loves to stay up after everybody goes to bed in her family and turn on the music and paint and dance. And she explained what she felt and I'm like that's your spirits you are feeling your spirit so let them come through however it's going to work for you after you work with what works for you for a while you can expand into other things Um, another thing that can really hold you back is your own fear I have heard so many times over the years I don't want to wake up and see spirits at the end of my bed or in my bedroom or just have them appear in front of me I can tell you that I begged one of my guides for years to to do that exact thing, and it has yet to happen. Um, You know, let the movies are great. I love movies about paranormal things and ghosts and demons, and I love those. But I can also tell you that they're not going to jump out and scare you like that. I mean, not especially not well. I've been talking to spirits for going on 25 years. Not one, one time has anybody jumped out and scared me. And that was even after I asked one of them to do it, not jump out and scare me, but to be there. Nope. So you can let that fear go. If you're really struggling with that fear, all you have to do are set limits. And you do not have to know your specific spirit people's name to do this. You set limits. Um, Start off with your, you know, wherever it is that you sleep. Um, For years, I would name a couple of my guides and say they were the only ones allowed in the room because I felt like sometimes, and this is, this is when I'm more, I was a beginning medium and I was really kind of learning again how to finesse it. I could just feel, you know, the shifts of energy and basically they just kind of like kept things calmed down for me. I certainly wasn't having spirits coming in and out of my room or anything like that. But I do think that sometimes in the beginning when you're really working on opening your abilities, for some people it can make them anxious. So that is one way you can do that. You can also put a boundary around your home. Um, If you live with other people, you can say only our helpful spirits are allowed in here. And you can even put like times on it. Like You get to be in here till 10 o'clock and then it's lights out. So after that, you have to leave and you have to guard the door. Whatever the rules are that you want to make, you can make. Okay. When I worked as a medium, 
I had, I still have the lamp, don't use it anymore, but I had a lamp. And when I had a client, because most of the time at that, then I worked in person. But even if I worked on the phone, I turn on my lamp. Like that was my signal. Spirits get to come in and talk. When the client was off the phone or they leave, I turn off the lamp. And that was my signal. Like the rule is the lamp goes off. You leave with your people. I do not take messages. I am not an answering machine. Spirits don't just get to come in here and bug me. I was very, very serious about that. And with a couple of exceptions, I can probably count on one hand. And that was either patients I had that died that came to say goodbye. Um, or if it was a, a friend who had a family member die, they came to give me a message. I can think of three occurrences of that in 22 years. So it's not really something that you got to worry about. So I hope all that has been helpful today. Um, I certainly have a lot more that I can say about spirit communication, but I don't want to make this, you know, a super long podcast. So I'm going to stop there. So what I would ask is if there are any questions that I didn't answer today, please um, either leave a message on the podcast or in the group and look for that podcast coming soon with all of us talking about our own personal experiences with communicating with spirit. And if you're already comfortable with communicating with spirit, I would love to hear about that too. So you can post in the group, which do you, it's on Facebook. If you're not already in the group, you can search for it and hit the join group button, answer the questions. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, all under which do you. You can also contact me via my website, www.vikingwolfwoman.com. I have a contact me page on there. You can also email me at vikingwolfwoman at gmail.com or you can email us at whichdoyougmail.com. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I want you to have a great rest of your weekend. And which do you? Bye, witches.